Well, hello and welcome to VLGA Connect and the weekly newsroom segment at the new time, the new recording time of a different day to when we used to record it with Catherine Arndt. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Coming um, off a weekend of, of exciting news, I guess, for, for some, um, perhaps not so much for others, but certainly the majority or at least close to 76 million uh, Americans, uh, it looks like we may have a new uh, US president. So stay tuned, I think, to see if uh, Trump does concede with uh, grace and dignity. Not expecting that at, uh, at any time, uh, not expecting it to be a smooth 70-odd uh, days, uh, but we'll wait, we'll wait and see. Just back on our um, change of record schedule, Catherine, um, I felt that the newsroom was perhaps uh, needing its own space. It was coming out too close to the governance update, so we thought we'd go early in the week for newsroom, later in the week for governance, which makes yeah, sense. And I think, look, that makes perfect sense. We can kick off the week with uh, news of the week and news to come and, and, of course, the much anticipated and viewed governance update can close off the week. So I thought that was an excellent idea of yours, Chris. Thanks for that. Don't know why we didn't think of it sooner. We should have. It's, and and you know, nothing something. to do with being out-trumped, of course, in numbers <laughs> by the governance weekly governance update, but we'll, we'll see what we can do with Newsroom. Now, uh, you mentioned the US election. Of course, uh, that's one election that's been uh, getting some attention, but the other election or elections is the Victorian Council election. Some really interesting stats coming out now that we're almost to the point of all uh, results being declared. I think uh, as of this morning, we're probably close to 90, 92% of all the results being declared. So not long to wait now until we have information on, on the results of all of the 76 councils that went to election. Terrific um, news for women, though, and gender parity. At this stage, it looks like um, there are over 300 new councillors who have been elected, so those who have not served before, which is an interesting stat in itself. From a gender perspe uh, perspective, it looks like we've achieved about a 44% percentage of women, which of course is up from 38% uh, in the 2016 election. So that is a terrific outcome. That's an outstanding outcome when you think about the suggestions that prior to the election, that uh, running a COVID um, election or running the election in under COVID circumstances would reduce the number of women running and reduce the potential for those uh, for that balance to be addressed. That's all proved to be false in the end. In fact, I don't think anyone expected this uh, outcome. No, and look, I think even the number of new um, councillors who've been elected would uh, demonstrate that the impact of COVID and even the fact that it was the first social media election didn't disadvantage potentially as much or, or I guess create a disincentive for people to run uh, as much as it was thought that it would do so. Now mm -hmm. I'll be really interested in the research that comes out of in particular the Australian Research Grant Project that the VLGA is undertaking in conjunction with Andrea Carson from La Trobe and Leah Ruppiner from the University of Melbourne that will really examine perhaps some of the substantive reasons why we're seeing the stats as they're coming through. And um, I think we'll stay tuned for that because I'm really keen to understand 
um, why perhaps COVID wasn't as much of a, dis um, a disincentive or uh, as we originally thought. I'd be interested to see if anything comes out of that research as well around the, the nature of the campaign. I'm hearing a lot of people talk about how, let's call it for what it was, how nasty the campaign was and a lot of women were really challenged by uh, that sort of behaviour that seemed to be directed more to them than male candidates, which is, uh, you know, it's just unacceptable. I, I just, I just, I don't get it. Um, and I, I wonder whether we'll get a body of evidence that might help us understand what happened there. Yes, look, I'm not sure if it happened more to women than it did to other candidates. It certainly was raised, though, by women mm. and it was of concern to the VLGA also. In fact, we've recently um, submitted a, a, a document, a submission to a parliamentary inquiry looking at the use of social media in elections. That parliamentary inquiry actually closed off the submission timeline prior to these local government elections, which was disappointing, but I wrote to the chair of that committee and sought an extension so that we were able to provide a substantial submission to that inquiry that also picked up on this issue for women in particular, not only those who are running as candidates, but also those in office. We've seen the use of social media, um, uh, you know, it, it just the most outrageous things have been said on social media towards uh, women incumbents, but also <coughs> those who are candidates so our submission has been accepted. It's not up on the parliamentary website yet. Once it is, I can share that. One of the things that we're recommending is that the regulatory powers of the inspectorate do need to be increased because this is such an issue. It is an issue for women, but it's an issue for all candidates. It's a global trend, the use of social media in election campaigns, but we do need an integrity agency that does have some legislative powers to deal with and respond to this. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll wait and see the outcomes from that. That's very interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Now, the other stat that you mentioned that caught my ear was the number of first-time councillors, which, of course, makes it... Look, the induction process is important anyway, but even more so when you have so many new to the sector. And I know the VLGA has done a lot of work on assisting councils in that respect. Yes, and, and we've certainly um, had a huge uptake with our cancer induction programs that we're rolling out now. In fact, Mansfield is our first on Friday. Uh, we're running quite a few different modules. Of course, we're covering the mandatory component of the induction training, but also running additional modules on other things such as equity and diversity, uh, reconciliation, and also some of the behavioural and ethical elements of um, council decision-making. And I think it's so important that this any new group of councillors uh, are really um, embraced at this point of induction. We covered it often on our panel on Friday with um, the local government inspectorate and also um, Blaga, a governance manager from Nillenbeck, and talked about the opportunity now with an incoming councillor group through the induction process to support the culture of that councillor group and their deliberations and decision-making processes across their term. 
And uh, even prior to that, with the the panel on the role of the mayor, more than just a title, that also touched on how the the mayor has a role in those processes as well, particularly with some new powers under the Act. Yes, a really important role. If 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 the if the mayor is not leading that group of councillors and setting, um, you know, that framework and and role modelling the behaviours that are expected be very difficult for the councillor group, particularly when it comes to standards of conduct and just how the rules of engagement essentially for that group who have to work together and make some significant decisions over the next four years. Uh, the IBAC Operation Sandon, uh, which started with Casey, but is, is broadening as I understand it, that's back on this week. It is. In fact, it's kicking off at 2pm right now, actually, as, as we're recording. Uh, so I think they have another nine uh, witnesses to bring before those hearings. So some of the things that potentially will come from the Sandon inquiry will be donation reform. And many of our viewers will be aware that this was on the table and part of the local government bill 2018, I think, um, was not then included in the 2019 as a result of the Sandon inquiry. It was the state government made a decision to see what the recommendations would be that came out of Sandon. The other thing that the um, inquiry will be looking at uh, is planning reform and potentially um, examining how the Victorian system compares with some interstate models. And also that very uh, complex CEO councillor relationship. Um, so I think stay tuned and uh, I'm very pleased that for the local government sector that this, um, you know, that this hearing has been able to kick off again today. We probably need to wrap it up, Catherine, just uh, looking at my schedule after those terrific live panel uh, sessions we've been doing for quite some time now. I don't seem to have any more in the calendar. Well, actually, no, that's not true. We, we, we've, we're just locking in a global panel, a global CEO panel, uh, where we'll be talking about, from a global perspective, the impact of COVID on council operations. So I think we've got, at this stage, a CEO from Cork, and I can't recall where the other one's coming from, but somewhere in Europe. And of course, we'll have some locally based CEOs on that panel. So stay tuned for that. I also am pleased to say that David Wolf, the Deputy Commissioner of IBAC, is very pleased to come on and do a VLGA Connect interview on the research report that IBAC recently re released on the unauthorised access and disclosure of information held by local government. David uh, and I caught up this morning and he feels that that research report has some excellent uh, information, particularly for uh, the induction process that councillors are about to go through. All right, I look forward to seeing the report and talking to David in the not too distant future. Catherine, we should leave it there. Thanks very much. Uh, the return to the newsroom with lots to talk about and we'll catch up again around this time next week. Look forward to seeing you then, Chris. Have a great week. We've been speaking with Catherine Art, the CEO of the VLGA, here on our newsroom segment from VLGA Connect. Mm -hmm.